This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. Right, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Yeah, you know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a J.C. softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, a J.C. softball team. As long as, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's not whether you win or lose. It's like who, the, 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 the team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know, that crap like that. You know, all this stuff that's contaminated America where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep scoring Little League anymore. Now, that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, I don't like it. It's the only time we're ever getting excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dogs? <laughs> 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 Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And we're back again for another edition. Hope everyone's out there enjoying their summer. I know I am. If you're in and around Nashville, I can't recommend enough this place I went Friday night called the Brooklyn Bowl. Went and watched uh, Old Crow Medicine Show and whew, got a little hammered. So just a good old time here in Nashville. Hope everyone else is having a good time. And of course, if you haven't figured out by now, fly in solo on this edition of the show. Cousin Shane, he, it was his idea to do a Heisman show. So we're going to hold off till he can come back on. He's scheduled to be on the next one. He's just a little buried at work. But I thought now would be a great time to kind of recap the big recruiting month that was in the SEC. Things just wrapped up. And hell, I think South Carolina just... They probably got another commit as I'm sitting here recording it. They were the real winners of the month of June when things opened up uh, on the recruiting calendar in here. Shane Beamer and company have landed. Shane Beamer and company have landed 10 commitments in 10 days with the latest coming from four-star lineman Ryan Brubaker. And honestly, I was... uh, I was planning on putting this podcast out on Tuesday, but then I got a heads up that we got more commits coming <laughs> for the Gamecocks. So I held off here, and I got a fun idea, basically breaking down where things stood heading into the month of June when the recruiting calendar opened back up and where it stands 
as we're about to go into July with the recruiting is back. We're back in the dead period, which means prospects cannot visit the campuses. Coaches can't go out on the road and visit with the prospects at their high schools or homes or anything like that. So I just thought it'd be a great time to kind of recap, you know, which schools handled this month better and maybe not even necessarily handle it better, but just, you know, they got the results they were looking for, landed some commits. Some schools didn't quite work out that way. It's a long time from signing day. We got about six months to signing day. So things can certainly turn around. But uh, I thought everyone would appreciate just a look around the SEC and how these teams handled the month, this wild, wild open month of recruiting after uh, the recruiting calendar being shut down for the better part of almost 500 days. And, of course, uh, on this show, I just referenced the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. And so those rankings, of course, are uh, 247 Sports, ESPN, and Rivals. All their recruiting rankings averaged out together. That's, uh, if you hear me reference anything and everything here, recruiting rankings, that's what I'm going with here, the 24-7 Sports Composite Recruiting Rankings. And I'll just do this part real quickly, where things stood entering June. So this was, you know, it was a dead period for 400-something days here. Schools were not able to host prospects going into June of 2021. Georgia had the number one class in the SEC, LSU number two, Texas A&M number three, Kentucky number four, Arkansas number five, Mississippi State number six, Missouri number seven, Alabama number eight, Florida number nine, Vandy number 10, Tennessee number 11, South Carolina number 12, Auburn 13, and Ole Miss was dead last entering this contact period. And man, we got some movers and shakers here because things have been shaking up quite a bit here. Exiting the uh, contact period, entering into the new dead period. Things are going to be remain closed until the tail end of July. So about four weeks here for coaches to catch their breath before they uh, open this thing back up. But I just thought fans would appreciate, uh, you know, just kind of a look at who handled this June recruiting window really well. And I think obviously a lot of relationships just now getting formed communications via phone and text and Skype and zoom and all that, that was taking place. I'm sure for months and months and months, but you know, so maybe a little bit of indication on who handled that the best. And then who closed well, of course, you can't really call it closed because no one signed, but I'm going off commitments here, and a couple teams stand out here, and we'll start at the top of the list here. Following the commitment of uh, Brew Baker that I mentioned there, the four-star lineman from Pennsylvania, announcing his decision to commit to the Gamecocks on Tuesday, South Carolina officially number one in the SEC when it comes to Climbing the recruiting rankings, over 80 points added to their composite recruiting score. They landed seven commits. Apparently three of those, again, are still silent commits. So this recruiting ranking could be even better if a couple silent commits become public at any time here. So hell of a job by South Carolina. And I think there's a couple ways to look at this. 
with their new facility. I know that was something that uh, they were able to sell a little bit under Will Muschamp, but just that renewed sense of energy. And, you know, you hire a young staff. You got a young head coach who can relate to these players. He's all over social media. You got to imagine that guy, his phone just lives in his hand. He's in constant communication with prospects and their parents and their coaches and, and everything that goes in with that. So, and let, let's not give Shane Beamer all the credit. He deserves a ton of credit, but his staff as well have been all over it. And we know South Carolina's got one hell of a, uh, you know, a social media department and with the videos they put out with Justin King and everything like that. So, you know, just an all-around effort and the energy and enthusiasm of a new staff. I mean, that's, it's not abnormal for a new staff to come in and to create this kind of buzz. And we've seen it at uh, Vanderbilt under Clark Lee. We're seeing it there. Not as much. Of course, it's still early, but not as much uh, with Josh Heupel in Tennessee. Maybe some of that has to do with the NCAA sanctions looming large here and everything that goes into with that. But, you know, you really got to hand it to, to Shane Beamer and his Gamecock program for being able to sell the vision of what they're doing. And then once you get these prospects on campus so they can see these facilities, a lot different when you're actually in the facility than, uh, than you're seeing you know, on these uh, Zoom videos and virtual walkthroughs and all that. So it's a combination of efforts, but it's really coming through for the Gamecocks right now. Whereas, you know, another first-year staff, Really missing the beat here, at least so far when it comes to high school recruiting. And that's the Auburn Tigers. Uh, of course, we know you know they've in, they are investing big time in facilities upgrades, and those will be their facility sh- is scheduled to be open after the upcoming season. So maybe we see a huge jump in Auburn's recruiting. They seem to be more focused on transfers and trying to get this roster eligible, getting this roster ready to compete for the fall, but. Different strategy for sure, but ton of credit to South Carolina jumping all the way up this list. And a lot of people snickering when they hire Shane Beamer. You know, this is the first step. You're a long step from being an SEC contender, but, you know, there's steps that need to be taken before you get there. And this is a huge step in that right direction for the Gamecocks. First month that the recruiting calendar opened. You're the big winners in the SEC. Hey, not to be outdone, let's uh, let's give Dan Mullen and company some credit. Florida Gators, number two on the list. Their composite score went up just over 66 points with five new commits. Really reached into the state of Alabama to get some uh, elite prospects here. Props to linebacker coach Christian Robinson. The Gators doing really well here in the month of June. Second most improved composite recruiting score in the SEC in the month of June. Still number eight in the SEC, but they landed five recruits in the month of June, really racked up their score. That's highest in the SEC in terms of the composite score going up 66.89 points. So Dan Mullen and company, they deserve a ton of credit. Dan Mullen can't recruit, they say. Hell, they did in the month of June. Credit the Gators for handling this uh, month of open recruiting. All right, number three on the list. No surprise. Alabama. Roll time. They jumped up 36 points in the composite rankings with just two commits. So Alabama now has the number four ranking in the SEC. 
and they've only got eight commits. That's that's one of the fewest in the SEC. Only uh, you have to go way down the list here to number 12, Tennessee's got six commits to get down to a re recruiting class that has as few commits as Alabama in the current recruiting cycle. That just an indication of the caliber of athletes that are currently committed to Nick Saban's program. So, again, no surprise. I mean, that's all Nick Saban has done, aside from damn win SEC and national championships since he got to Tuscaloosa, is just recruit like gangbusters. And they're doing it again during the month of June. They, they had the third highest increase in their recruiting rankings just from the month of June. Now, here's another first-year coach. Fan base looking for reason to be optimistic. Head on down to Nashville. Take it down. Where Vanderbilt's composite ranking jumped 33 points. Number four in the SEC. Gotta love what Clark Lee and Barton Simmons down there on the West End are doing to add to the overall talent and depth on the Commodores roster. If you missed the video there, the Commodores just revealed their new locker room. So, ton of hype. And optimism, we all know the $300 million facility upgrade that's being planned there in Nashville. So, man, if they get the ball rolling on the field, on the recruiting trail, maybe we finally have a little bit of optimism here at Vanderbilt. I can't wait to see that. Next on the list here, team's crushing it, Texas A&M. They increased their composite recruiting ranking 24.9 points Overall, fifth best in the SEC with two commits. They also landed a quarterback here recently from the 2023 class. So, no more than anything, what that says to me is they are uh, not in the Arch Manning sweepstakes. Not that I, you know, I, who knows if they ever were, really. I know Arch has got his eye on damn near every, every power program here in college football. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, but not the Aggies because they got themselves a four-star quarterback. And, hell, they've got a five-star in the current class. So uh, maybe they – maybe maybe old Arch is all scared. Scared to compete down there in College Station. I don't know. But Texas A&M, start, starting to ramble like Cousin Shane. Texas A&M up. The Aggies increased number – fifth biggest increase in the SEC. How about this? Ole Miss, so – They were dead last entering – June, the contact period in the SEC recruiting, and they have been they've increased their score by over 19 points by landing a pair of commits, including a four star out of Tennessee over the weekend. So, Lane Kiffin and company, number six in the SEC, sixth biggest increase in the month of June, and not to be outdone, staying in the state right there, Mississippi State. They've increased their score by 16, so not – man, it's a close race here in the state of Mississippi right now. And uh, Mike Leach and company, they're crushing it on the recruiting trail. Right now they have the uh, SEC's number six recruiting class. Now they do have 13 total commits, which is uh, the highest in the SEC. So that's certainly a – you know, you got to factor that in. But, hell, number six in the SEC in recruiting, Mississippi State fans will take that all day. And, hell, they're doing better than next on the list here. Tennessee, 15.9 points. Balls are back. And before long, we'll be taking a bite out of everybody we play fast. Increase with just uh, one commit over the month of June. Josh Heupel and company really need to 
do better if they're going to improve this program. But of course, you know, they're dealing with the uncertainty of the NCAA sanctions. And what can you really pitch to recruits that's not seeing this offense? I mean, it's going to be the same old, same old. It doesn't matter who the coach is. Hell, Jeremy Pruitt was singing the praises of what he was going to do. Same as Butch Jones, same as Derek Dooley, same as old Lane Kiffin before he jumped to old USC. So uh, I'd say recruits are tired of hearing Tennessee coaches talk. Got to see what they can do on the field. And, of course, got to get some clarity on what the hell's going on with the uncertainty around the uh, NCAA violations. So Tennessee right here at number eight most most improved in the SEC. Next on the list, Missouri. M-I-Z! Their composite score went up 13 points, and they did that by uh, flipping that LSU commit. Four-star defensive back about a week ago. So that's helped their class improve here by 13 points in the composite rankings. And they've got a couple five-stars eyeing the program, some in-state receivers. So Eli Drinkowitz and company, man, you land those guys, you'll fly up this list. Now, I'm not saying they're going to, but getting them on campus, getting them on your radar, that's the first start. Got to you know, similar to some of these other programs, let's see what they do on the field year two under the Eli Drinkowitz era. That's going to say more than anything you can pitch to these kids off. They want to see your improvements on the field and envision themselves playing in this offense. And that's how Missouri is going to actually get some of these five stars, not just on campus, but sign them. All right, next on the list, Arkansas. Woo pig! They improved their composite score by just over 11 points by landing two commits during the month of June. Arkansas is another one. Really solid recruiting class at the moment. Number seventh ranked class in the SEC. So they're doing a hell of a job. But similar to Mississippi State, they've got a lot of commits at the moment. Twelve commits. Just landed a four-star lineman there, I believe from in-state. So Sam Pittman and company getting the job done on the recruiting trail. Next on the list, Kentucky. They improved their score eight points on the composite rankings. They just had one commit in the month of June. But, hell, they've got the number five recruiting class in the SEC, and they're eyeing some elite talent as well. So they've done a lot of their their work already. And they also have double-digit commits, but uh, fewer than Mississippi State, fewer than Arkansas, yet their class is ranked higher so hell of a job there by mark stoops and company on the recruiting trail and then here we got three i don't want to call them losers necessarily but you know maybe these teams need to reevaluate how they handled this month auburn war damn eagle didn't improve at all no commits nothing i think they're still trying to evaluate what they got on their roster and of course they've been heavy involved in the transfer portal so I think this coaches staff a little bit more focused on the the team that's going to be hitting the field here in a couple months than they are on the recruiting trail that's not to say they ignored it hell we know that's not the case but uh, I know they just lost a in-state lineman they were after just committed to Florida State so work to be done but way too early to be hitting the panic button while Shane Beamer and at South Carolina and Clark Lee at Vanderbilt are crushing it you know kind of seeing the same thing here with uh Josh Heupel at Tennessee. I mean, it's really tough for these new staffs to have these relationships with these guys. 
everybody that Auburn had on campus was first time they were meeting these coaches in person. So not stunning that, uh, you know, they didn't land any commits this month, but you got to do better than that. And surely Brian Harson and company with the staff, with all the SEC experience, with the uh, coaches that he's got on his staff that, uh, you know, have played at an incredibly high level in college in the NFL, you know, they'll get it done. Two programs here in the SEC actually lost points, but don't feel too bad for these two because they are currently at the top of the recruiting rankings in the SEC. LSU, their score went down 17 points. They lost two commits. And Georgia, their score went down 22 points. They also lost a couple commits, but they gained one as well. So LSU and Georgia, the only two that uh, lost points during the month of June, and that was due to decommitments. But, you know, like I said, LSU's got the SEC's number one class. Georgia's right behind them at number two. And each of those programs have 11 commits. And you got to figure basically everybody on their radar at this point's a blue chip player. So they will rebound here shortly. But I just thought it would be kind of interesting to provide a little window in how each of these teams handled the recruiting window. And some of this, you know, Florida, like I said, back to the top of the list here, some fans were questioning their strategy because they, if I'm not mistaken, they went pretty heavy on these official visits during the month of June as soon as the calendar opened up. And, and hell, a lot of programs did. But there's other programs, like I was reading, I know no one gives a damn about Clemson, but I was reading a profile on their recruiting strategy Apparently, they refuse to host anyone during this time of year for an official visit. They wait to the fall. So each recruitment's different. We all know that. They'll credit Dan Mullen and company, Shane Beamer, Nick Saban, Clark Lee, and Jimbo Fisher at the top of the list here. They read the room, essentially. They knew their prospects. They knew how to handle it. And now they're reaping the benefits of uh, how they handled this June open period on the recruiting calendar All right, but real quick, uh, we got a couple news items. Still a really slow time in the SEC. Not a ton going on here. We're getting uh, deep into the weeds here. (laughs) But let's head on down to Baton Rouge. It's my honor to present the National Championship Trophy to Coach Ed Ogeron and the LSU Tigers. Because we do have, you know, I don't want to overstate... uh, this news or anything, but uh, projected starting left tackle Dare Rosenthal has made the decision to enter the transfer portal. Jimmy Smith of Tiger Details, who broke this news, that Rosenthal had a violation of team rules, and that led to his decision to uh, enter the NCAA transfer portal. And Rosenthal, you know, he was penciled in to start as the left tackle for the Tigers. They were set to return the entire starting offensive line this season. Now, doesn't look like that's going to be the case. But, you know, normally you you lose your left tackle. You think that may be reason to panic if you're LSU. But Cameron Wire, the backup, he played in nine of LSU's 10 games last season, including six starts. Rosenthal was a guy that, uh, you know, he had issues last season where Got suspended for a couple games. He even left the program at one point, only to return. So I don't know how much Ed Orgeron and company were really counting on him to, you know, be a leader or anything in the in the program. You know, it's certainly a loss, but how big of a loss remains to be seen. 
I think it's more about, uh, you know, the continuity of having all five of your offensive line, which LSU's offensive line, while they all were set to return, not necessarily a strength of that team last season. So, I don't know. This is a tough one to read, but it's sounding like Rosenthal, I mean, it sounds like he's already got his next team lined up because I've heard it. I've seen other people putting it out there. Looks like he's eyeing Mark Stoops' Kentucky program, which imagine teaming him up with uh, Darren Kennard, who probably the best tackle in the SEC. I know Evan Neal maybe has, uh, would argue with that, but Kennard passed on the opportunity to go to the NFL, and now you're potentially adding some more depth if you're Kentucky. Hell, last time I checked, uh, when Kentucky added a guy that left LSU, Kelvin Joseph, Went high in the NFL draft, one of their best players. So Mark Stoops and company, whether Rosenthal is going to start for them next season or not, or serve as a backup, they'll take him. And the big blue wall up there in Kentucky may be getting better here in the coming days. Well, speaking of South Carolina, one other note wanted to get out of here on this. A big win, another big win. Not only is Shane Beamer and company winning big on the recruiting trail, they're winning the transfer portal because uh, we mentioned this guy last week. Karen Prunty was at Kansas last season, cornerback, freshman All-American, was down to Tennessee and South Carolina, and he ain't going to Rocky Top. He's headed to Columbia. So, hey, credit Shane Beamer and company once again. Clayton White, the defensive coordinator, for pulling this one off. Uh, Prunty is you know, hell, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never seen him play or anything, but sounds like he's one of the best young defensive backs in the country. And considering the affections that South Carolina had this offseason in the defensive backfield, you got to think that Prunty's in line to be a day one starter. And even if he's not, he's going to add immediate depth to a secondary that could use it. And again, this guy's got four years of eligibility remaining because last season... You know, everyone's given a free year of eligibility. So, you know, if he's a freshman All-American, it's unlikely he's going to be staying for four more years because he's probably off to the NFL in two or three years. But South Carolina will take whatever they can get from him. They're going to get a multi-year contributor, if not multi-year starter. And best of all, you beat out a division rival. You beat out another first-year SEC coach. And it's somewhat of a statement on the recruiting trail. Because now, public perception is, we got a touted transfer, freshman, All-American, picking South Carolina over Tennessee. And if I'm the Gamecocks, I'm letting every recruit know that's thinking about coming to Tennessee that we've offered, that old Prunty's coming to Columbia. Won't you join him? All right, guys. Well, I'm going to keep this one short. That's going to be it for this one. And like I said, Cousin Shane will be all in the next one. Just wanted to uh, just wanted to share some of these uh, recruiting numbers with you. I thought it would be kind of interesting to see uh, how these staffs handled the month of June with the recruiting window open back up for the first time in over 400 and some odd days. Thanks for hanging out, especially to this time of year when there's just not done going on. Hopefully have some uh, really great guests lined up here to close the week out strong. And of course, as always, you made it this far. If you wouldn't mind going that extra step, leaving us that five-star written review on the Apple Podcast app. And we're happy to send you out a beer koozie 
free of charge just for doing that. But that's going to do it for this one. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Catch you on the next one.